Good morning or good evening and welcome to the American Age podcast. This is your host, C. Travis Webb, editor of American Age, and I am speaking to you today from Yosemite, California, Yosemite Village, California. Hi, this is Stephen G. Fullwood. I am the co-founder of the Nomadic Archivist Project and the exhibition coordinator for Marking Time, Art in the Age of Mass Incarceration. Hi, I'm Seth Rodney. I am a senior critic at Hypoallergic and their opinions editor. And I'm speaking to you from Newburgh, New York. This is to remind our listeners that we practice a form of what we like to call intellectual intimacy, which is giving each other the space and time to figure out things out loud and together. And today we are talking about uh, the podcast uh, and sort of our imagined listeners, I think, is the succinct way to put it. And Stephen actually came up with this idea, so I'm going to hand it over to him. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that. So um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Well, I won't say I would listen to a lot. I listen to like maybe a dozen podcasts, but not every week. Um, maybe one, two, three, once or twice a week. And the rest are sort of like, um, I may not subscribe, but I'll listen to particular podcasts on a particular subject. So I go searching for it. I was on the treadmill the other day at the gym because I work out, folks. I don't know if you guys do, but I work out. And <laughs> I couldn't even like stop myself from telling that joke. I was like, this is so stupid. It's so stupid. And I was like, tell it anyway. Um, and so I'm on, a, I'm on the treadmill. And I, I started thinking about and the podcast I'm listen, I was listening to is called, um, where was it called? It's Plastic Pills. And it's a critical theory podcast. Three guys from Canada. And chatting, you know, just listening to them talk. And I wonder who's their audience? Because they, they, you know, they're always, they talk about the philosophers. They talk about contemporary issues through a frame of philosophy. Very smart guys um, in general. And they're hilarious. And sometimes they take on things like pop culture and whatnot. And I was like, well, who listens to these guys? I listen to these guys. I think I found them because I was looking for information, information on Jacques Derrida specifically hauntology. So I just put that in as a search term. But I was like, who listens to these guys? And then it occurred to me, it's like, well, you don't, I've never asked, we've never thought about it or had a conversation about who our listeners are. We've occasionally talked about people who've either contacted one of us to say, this is what someone said, and they like this podcast, or they had disagreement here. We try to get people to write to us, <laughs> tell us, you know, they have a concern or an issue, and then that we will respond to it on one of the um, episodes. And I was wondering what you guys thought, because I have looked at my digital life and thought about who might have followed me to American age. Um and I was like, well, what about Travis and what about Seth? Are the listeners at, at hyperallergic, I mean, the readers at hyperallergic, are they here as well? Are they here constantly, every now and again? Is it kind of like what I did by searching for hauntology? Someone just searches for a term and it's something that we've talked about. And so people are listening to that episode or maybe subscribe, perhaps. I'm curious. I'm very curious. And I think of the three of us, I think I have the most robust social media presence. And I have done so little to promote American age. And I'll tell you why after I ask you guys a couple of questions. <laughs> and the questions are, who do you think our audience is? Like, what kind of people listen to American age? I have two responses to that. Well, there's a series of questions, really, who, who I think our audience is and sort of, a, and what my experience has been with the uh, and um, who, who I think has followed me from hypoallergic or other places on uh, on social media. I think our audience is kind of represented by two of the people who responded verbally, vocally to a couple of our podcasts, which I brought to you guys. Mm-hmm. Nadine Farage, a couple, I think, a, about a year ago, and and Glenn Adamson. Um, mm-hmm. They were both. They both wrote me separately mm-hmm. about things that had come up in the podcast, specifically around the conversations we were having around COVID nineteen and mm-hmm. um, expertise and um, uh, um, pub- responsibility to our public. La la. Mm-hmm. And Nadine Anglin, both were very very thoughtful responses, and I thought 
that Travis responded in a very thoughtful way as well. Um, Nadine, I know from the art scene, she's an artist who mainly works in watercolor. Her husband, um, her husband, Michael Floman, is someone who I met first. I, I wrote about his photography work back in, I want to say like 2018 or something. And through mm -hmm. him, I met Nadine. And we've become friends. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I, when they're in town, I think they spend most of their time in Canada now. But when they're in town, we typically get together for dinner, spend some time together. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think they're representative of our readers, listenership, and given that they're just really thoughtful people who mm -hmm. really vibe with our kind of thoughtfulness. Uh, I think that they're both deep thinkers and uh, appreciate the, the sort of, the way Glenn explained it to me once when I discussed with him a uh, proposal that Travis had made to change, sort of change the format of the podcast. Mm -hmm. The way Glenn responded to, uh, to that proposal was to say to me, well, one of the things I really like about the podcast is that I can sort of see, and I'm going to, I'm going to, misphrase him i mean i don't remember exactly what he said but basically you can you can hear us sort of stumbling towards enlightenment right like there's a way in which we're sort of wrestling with these things in real time and we don't have a we don't have an answer already we don't have we don't have this sort of position already picked out or in some cases we do and then we have to sort of shift given the way the conversation goes uh, so I think those two people are representative of, of uh, our audience. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have followed me from hyperallergic. I count Nadine and Glenn as personal friends, and I think that for the people in my life who really are close to me, that they're more inclined to at least give the podcast a listen mm -hmm. um, every now and again. I think Glenn and Nadine listen regularly. Okay. Um, but I, I don't get a sense that, hyperallergic listeners do or readers do um, mm -hmm. i can say i can say listeners too because there's a hyperallergic podcast but i don't promote myself on hyper i don't promote this on hyperallergic because i feel like um i don't know it just it it feels like it like they're sort of two separate streams in my life mm -hmm. and they they do overlap or cross over every now and again but they feel still quite separate okay uh i i I I want to say um, about the social media thing, Stephen. Um, mm -hmm. Why do you think, I'm, I'm just curious, why do you think that you have more of a robust social media presence than Travis or I? So can I put a pin in that and then have Travis answer and mm -hmm. then come back to that? that would, sure. Yeah, sure. that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so I have... Um, I don't have a, a great answer to the question. Um, and I think it's a fantastic question um, that I have never been naturally inclined to, which is, you know, who's listening, who's reading. Um, and I'll come back to that in a second. I, I do think, you know, Seth's answer about thoughtfulness, I think is, is probably exactly right. I don't, know why you would listen to the podcast if it if you weren't a thoughtful person um because <laughs> there are far more entertaining things out there to listen to um, <laughs> there are you know it, it, each of us can be funny of course individually probably if i had to vote i'd say probably steven is the funniest of the three of us but uh but mm. maybe except with quib quibble with that of course uh, i do no, not think no. i would make that <laughs> no <laughs> but, uh, but I think we're different kinds of funny, uh, though. But, uh, like, right. you guys are a little more subtle funny, and I'm kind of like goofy, hilarious, you know. So, yeah, it depends on your taste. Uh, <laughs> so, so, but yeah, so, but you know, my, my point is just basically that, you know, there are funnier, more entertaining podcasts out there. Um, sure. And mm -hmm. so, I think the only reason you would listen to us is if you wanted to think through something. Um, the mm -hmm. okay. Uh, and I, as far as who, as far as listeners, I know I have some, um, I have some colleagues, um, 
and at different universities that are, um, you know, sort of run the range of occasional to regular listeners, not necessarily that they, they listen to every episode. I don't end up talking to them a lot about uh, the podcast because as we talked about a few weeks ago, I consider the par- podcast a kind of artifact and I don't really like talking about my own artifacts. Mm-hmm. I don't really like talking about the things that I produce. Um, I'd rather talk about other things that other people produce. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know exactly why that is. I'm not, it's not some noble, you know, like I just feel like we shouldn't do it. It's just not, not in my disposition. I see. Um, okay. And I will say about two years ago when an episode didn't go up, I got a complete, and this is before I was more active on Twitter as I've become lately. Um, the, uh, about two years ago, you know, I think my thread consisted of like, you know, seven tweets or something like that. <laughs> Someone reached out to me, um, uh, DM'd me totally random person with just a handful of followers and following, you know, a bunch of people. Um, and at least her handle represented as, uh, an Asian woman. I don't know, you know, people create fake profiles. I have no idea if that's real or not. Uh, but she said, Hey, you know, I, I listen to you guys all the time. What happened to the podcast? It wasn't up this week. And I hadn't, I I think I told you guys about this at the time. I didn't realize that the podcast hadn't been up. It was a technical Mm -hmm. difficulty. Um, and she's like, I tell all my friends to listen, you know, no, you know, but something, something sort of disheartening, but no one will or something like that. I don't remember, but this was just this, you know, this was just this totally random person, you know, you might pass this person in a grocery store. Um, and you know, this person might not look or sound or have the politics or erudition of someone you might assume is thoughtful or listening, Mm -hmm. but they are. Um, Mm. uh, And so, you know, that's, that's Mm. that uh, piece of it. The last piece of it for myself is that um, I, I want to say this in a, in a, in a careful way or in a careful tone, but I'm not super preoccupied with listeners because what I care about is having a good, productive conversation and you know sort of like jerry seinfeld said you know as long as it was funny to him and larry david Mm. that was good enough and so i feel like as long as i can make myself articulated if i can articulate myself and be heard by Mm. the two of you then that's good enough for me and when i fall short of that that's something that i seek to correct Mm. and improve um and i i I hope that's good enough for other Mm -hmm. people but I'm talking to Stephen Fullwood and Seth Rodney, and that's so that's my that's my focus. I love that. I love that because I've often there are a couple times over the past few years you have talked about wanting to increase our social media presence, our to do more promotion mm-hmm. of the of the podcast, and you've done some of that through you know Twitter. You've done that through. Um, YouTube videos, well, not YouTube videos. There's been one or two, but I noticed that the YouTube is you having a discussion with another guy. I forget his name. Sorry, or guys. That was that was a different. That was actually a different project. That was something called the Moral Imagination, um, which is something I started when I and I had a more ambitious agenda. Well, the, I guess the agenda hasn't changed. That I had a more. I thought I could get more done uh, by myself. Uh, starting the American age. So, you know, there was the publication mm-hmm. piece of it and and there was a right. video series. And it was actually quite expensive to produce the video series. Like I hired a, a sound oh, wow. guy and a camera person that, that worked on, um, um, oh, what, uh, uh, Larry King's show. Um, and, oh, wow. Uh, that I knew <laughs> wow. through a friend. So, I mean, I was, so, and that was Amir Hussein, who is a uh, Islamicist at uh, Loyola mm-hmm. Marymount. And that was, so that was the initial kind of mm-hmm. work. It was just not mm-hmm. sustainable uh, between that and then trying to run okay. the business. So it, I ended up pairing back to this. As far as the other promotion, like, yeah, it's fucking stupid that I don't promote it. Like, it's just dumb. Like, as much as as much as my as much as my individual inclination is what mm-hmm. I just described, 
It's super dumb. That Isn't they it dumb put more work into into promoting the, the podcast. I don't know. It's a little. I, dumb, I don't know I how think, dumb but. it is because I felt like I was always sort of comfortable that you didn't go through with making us having to go. Yes, I am from American uh, Age, uh, <laughs> and we discussed uh, these and, things. I was a right, bit. Right, I was right. kind of like, okay, sure, I'll go along with it, but I, did, I wasn't missing it. I wasn't missing it, and that mm, that. And enough. I'll tell you why I didn't miss it because. In this hyper self-promotional moment, I didn't want to be bothered with that or associated with that mm. kind of crypto, <laughs> NFT, mm. you need this. The reason why I have this is I have the only person who thought of this in the goddamn universe. I just feel right now the hyper, hyper, hyper self-promotion really connects to me with capitalism, which connects to me with people being left to build their own thing because they don't have a sustainable culture, you know, in terms of healthcare, in terms of mm-hmm. living wages and so forth. So, I mean, I, I actively rebel against that, you know, my sensibility. Um, mm-hmm. I'll answer, I want to answer them. Seth's question about why I think I have more of a social, robust social media presence than the both of you. I don't see you guys a lot. I'll go to your page. I think Seth, I've seen more of Seth and I see more. I think our Twitter page for, for American Age stopped at, in August of last year. But up until that point, no, I, it's, that's, it's a, that's funny because I just went to it. And, and if you click on the Twitter from the American Age podcast, uh, American Age page, it only goes to August 2021. And so that's interesting. Whoa. So I wonder if that's. Hmm. Yeah, a glitchy yeah, yeah. glitch. Yeah, if you go to the if if you go to the Twitter mm-hmm. feed, um, then it's you know the, the podcast. You know what? Gets, I misunderstood. Uh, it's called the, it's a pinned tweet. So I guess maybe uh, is it? A, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was assuming yeah. that it was based on clicks, but it's not. Um, but we have a, we have a thousand fifteen hundred followers, over fifteen hundred followers. So that's nice. My thing is, uh, my assumption is that I'm on it trying to post either a quote, some visual work that I'm doing, or some idea, or amplifying somebody else's work. And my, I don't see you guys as much. I see Seth more because Seth comments on my stuff, and I go to his page, and I'll see what he's up to. Um, but I, I rarely see you, Travis. Rarely. Mm-hmm. That's probably an algorithm mm. thing. I tweet a lot okay. now. I mean, more than I ever have before, um, because it's an outlet for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was never a really heavy Twitter user before um, the um, bureaucratic response to okay. the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, and um, I would occasionally go to Twitter to like sort of peruse, mm-hmm. you know, okay. what, what certain, you know, like if I, if I read a story and then they said, Oh, this happened on Twitter, I would go to Twitter mm-hmm. and, and look it out and look and, and sort of read the source. Okay. Um, Facebook, you know, I haven't been a, a steady user mm-hmm. of since I was, you know, I don't know, almost 20 years ago, 15 years ago, whatever. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't like social okay. media um, in general. Um, I, I I don't I don't like what it provokes okay. in me. Um, I don't like what it does to mm-hmm. discourse. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like its shorthands. I don't like its hashtags. Mm-hmm. I don't like its character mm-hmm. limits. I fucking hate what it does to the human brain. <sighs> but so I want to but, point out some things, though, Travis. That that well, mm-hmm. the, but but that is where. That is the field of battle right now. That's where things are happening. Um, and so if if I'm going to show up to that fight, that's where it's okay. happening. Um, Sorry to interrupt you, Travis. No, 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 um, please jump in. Jump uh, in. I, that was I just it. want to point out that, and I don't think that this is a necessary... This is, ne- this, this is the necessary metric for social media presence. But I'm curious about the, and maybe I'm curious about Stephen's perception of, of how active we are on, on mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. social media, because the raw numbers are kind of different. Like, um, just mm-hmm. in terms of followers, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 
Stephen um, Travis has more followers, and I have more, and I have a few more hundred followers than Travis does on Twitter. And, Mm -hmm, on Twitter, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. terrible on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on and on and on Instagram, I have um, uh, a, a, a few thousand followers, about three, and um, and you all have less than that. Oh and yeah. I think, mm -hmm. um, and I think that there's a way in which I agree with Travis that there's a way in which the numbers, the sheer numbers, makes me think of. Um, ah. Of not not necessarily quality, but of like value. Like I think, oh, if I had mm. you know forty four thousand followers on Twitter, that would mean I was really like you know at the top of my game. You know, mm. Ben Shapiro has two point five million listeners to his podcast, and yeah. Ben Shapiro is a joke intellectually, like like ridiculous. So. I understand. So I'm saying he, he talks very quickly. So he that's, does, he does, that's he a does. talent. I'm yeah, like, yeah. wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's he's a bit he's a bit like um uh, what was that character in in a Bugs Bunny um cartoon um 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 one that talks yeah. fast. Yeah. There actually was several. Um, there was the Mexican mouse. Remember that. Like the oh, <laughs> no. this was Speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. Anyway, um, so, I'm, so what I'm saying essentially is, mm -hmm. I think I think a couple of things here. That one, I have a problem with sort of gauging social media value or presence mm -hmm. um, because I think that the metrics of sheer numbers of, of followers isn't necessarily a, uh, a proper metric, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but I still pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. um, and mm -hmm. I also think that my social media behavior has changed in the last few months. What I found, and I, and I think part of it is due to a conversation I had with Travis, because Travis objected to, you know, politely, but objected to a tweet I'd mm -hmm. made where someone was basically someone said, look, if you get sick with COVID and you refuse to be unvaccinated, like don't go to the hospital, like just, you know, just, just treat yourself. Um, and he said to me, Travis said, that's really mean. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, fair enough. I mean, I, I think I still stand by that position. Um, but it made me think I do a lot of ginning myself up to be pissed off about something via Twitter. Mm. And I, and I did, I wanted to stop doing that. Um, I, okay. I, I talked about this before, like the sort of falling into the doom scrolling pattern. So I pulled back, mm. I stopped following a lot of people. Mm. And what I decided to do was try to mostly focus on stuff that pertained to my writing into hyperallergic, promoting that stuff, pushing other writers forward who I think are mm -hmm. doing really insightful work. Mm -hmm. And then going to Facebook to be the place where I rant and rave, share, <laughs> share cooking recipes, share music that I'm listening to, mm -hmm. uh, talk about things that are not only the things that bother me, but also the things that are sort of um, just personal... Okay. Observation, sort of almost almost like um, a journal. So I find that that okay. is working for me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's really 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 helpful. I was thinking there are times on your social, or at least on Facebook, you're you might share something personal, like about your mom. You know, so I feel like those are my favorite mm -hmm. posts. You mm -hmm. know. Um, as well as the other things that you might like, let me know what's happening in our world, and maybe your take on something. Mm -hmm. um, I like those things. I want to answer those two questions that I gave to you very briefly around who follow me. My, my answers are very quick. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, I don't know who our audience is. I suspect it's people who just kind of like us and are just interested in this idea. Both of you have already spoken about it of of tracking an idea, following an idea, seeing how it lands in our heads and our experiences and what we're kind of willing to issue mm -hmm. on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I approach the podcast at times mm -hmm. like a class. So I want to prepare for it because there are times when I haven't thought about something that we are, we propose and I'm like, Oh, I have to read about this. I have to think mm -hmm. about this. Mm -hmm. There are times when we, we used to send each other a lot more articles and mm. prep, you know, prep of the of the upcoming mm -hmm. episode. So I really enjoyed that, and I, and mm -hmm. my favorite part of it is really is is that bar that bar um, idea that stuff uh, Travis 
brought up was the three guys in a bar talking and some people are overhearing us. Mm. <laughs> I like that a lot because mm. then I think the the level of fidelity that we're trying to have to this idea or these ideas is much more. It's mm. interesting to me. I want to. Ha- I feel like mm. I have great conversations, and this is something that you had mentioned Seth a long time ago. Bless you. Bless you. Did you sneeze or something? Or you just coughed. I just coughed. Just coughed. <laughs> okay, wasn't sure. But I'll take but the blessings. You- <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> take those blessings. Um, yeah. I love this idea of, of conversations. Really good conversations. How often mm. do you have really thoughtful, engaging conversations with people right. where you're called to th- rethink mm. something mm. that you thought you already had, you know, thought about, and it was over. You know, mm-hmm. I, I like that about this podcast. As far as who I think might have followed me here, I have a couple of friends. But the one um, standout is Stephanie. Stephanie, mm. a friend of mine, who um, mm. wonderful dancer. We used to, I might have said this on a podcast before, but she and I used to go to um, open houses and act like we were a couple, just so we can go in people's houses and look and see <laughs> what it looked like. And we would walk all around Manhattan laughing. And first of all, I always... Did you have kids? Did you have did you have kids? You know, when you we didn't even get that deep. We were just too busy being. First of all, okay. stop laughing enough for us okay. to go in and act like we got some sense, <laughs> right, right. and act like we were partners. You okay. know, first right. thing first, and then look around because you know I'm nosy. I want to do more of that. Mm-hmm. And I'll, and Stephanie fits. Stephanie was always willing to, um, a bit. She was always willing to do a bit with me, and I really appreciate that. So I love that about Stephanie. Mm-hmm. She has commented mm-hmm. on our podcast more than any of my other friends. Mm-hmm. My other friends who I think would enjoy the podcast do not listen to the podcast. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and kind of like you, Travis, I'm not going to push anything in anyone's face. If you're interested, great. If you're not, cool. You know, um, mm-hmm. and I don't mind reexamining what we've done. I'm going to push myself to l- listen to some earlier episodes where I felt like I was so stiff and I wasn't able to listen well or to bring something of value, to, in my opinion, the way I feel like I do. Mm-hmm better at that mm-hmm. now so the i think that i want here's what i would like to ask you guys and i'll start off by answering it first which is mm-hmm. i would like our audience to be engaged mm-hmm. that's all be engaged find something useful um respond to us every now and again not necessary but yeah that's i just like that form of engagement i think it's really rich and I agree with you, Travis, that social media in general for me personally is that um, I hate what it does to the human brain as well. I hate what it does to the human brain in terms mm-hmm. of making us be- think that we know more than what we do. Mm-hmm. No, I think that mm-hmm. I've never like this whole idea of you being behind an, um, what do you call an avatar or even your real face that you could hide or mm-hmm. be protected in some way. You know, because you could be mean and nasty or whatever, or feel like you don't have any fidelity to the thing that you're saying. So I, I don't like that part of it either. Sometimes I've, I've laughed. I've, mm-hmm. I've, there's a friend of ours, a mutual friend of Seth's and ours named Lawrence, who I love to death. But there are times when Lawrence is just arguing for arguing. I know, yeah, I know Lawrence. Lawrence is arguing for arguing. He has no dog in the fight. I and I go, but you should sit over there because mm-hmm. we have a dog in the fight. <laughs> <laughs> When you get a dog, come bring it, the dog over here. Right. <laughs> so I'm not arguing just the sake of arguing. Right, I'm not right, that guy. And, right. and Lawrence is one of the most brilliant people I've ever met. I agree. But the casual sort of, eh. I'm like, no, I'm not here for the, eh. Right. I don't need any apathy when I'm talking about these things that matter because I think it's over when it's apathetic. It's over when you're numb. It's over. Mm-hmm. And I refuse that space. I refuse that space and that idea. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just want our audience to be um, engaged. What do you, what do you guys, or if this is a question for you guys, is this interesting to you guys? Um, the whole idea of what you would like our audience to be or have the qu- certain qualities. So, or so I do this thing this really well. You both know this. I do this thing where every now and I subscribe to poem a day from the, I think American yeah. society of poets. And every now and again, I'd say it's no more than, once every two weeks. It's certainly, sometimes it's, it's, it's more spread out than that. Um, sometimes it's like once a month. I will send along a poem that I found that, I, that really resonates with me. And I'll send it to, there's, there's a very, very select group of people in my life who I think are open to uh, that and appreciative of that. 
And the list has changed over the last, mm-hmm. I think I started doing this like five years ago, and the list has changed a little bit. There are definitely people who've come off the list. Um, who And <laughs> mostly they came off the list because they just never responded. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, mm-hmm. you guys very seldom respond to me, but every now and mm-hmm. again you do. Like a poem that I send out that resonates with me, resonates with you, and you'll just, it'll be like, you know, a sentence or two, you'll write back and say, oh, yeah, I really love this one. It reminded me of this. Or, um, mm-hmm. yes, this line is particularly powerful because of blah, 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 whatever. That's what I want. I want, mm-hmm. like, I want that kind of, like, thoughtful engagement. I want to know that mm-hmm. the thing that we are putting out there into the universe uh, is actually being received and it's meaningful to someone. Mm-hmm. So even if it's just a sentence or two, that I get mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want that. Like, and, and I, and I okay. actually, you know what? It's a version of essentially Stephen, what you said, which is engagement. And I want to just sort of analogize, um, analogize it another way, which is, isn't it? Is analogize a word? Oh, sure. absolutely. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> you just said it. You just said it. You, you, you are a language machine, so you can make Aren't that you, a word. Weren't you in the it academy, don't you? <laughs> Post. <laughs> Post. So, um, when, ever since I've been in formal education, higher, form, higher education in formal settings, I've noticed that I'm one of the very few people who, when there's a sort of lecture situation set up, I respond in a very physical way to what I'm hearing. So if someone's speaking about whatever, Jacques Derrida, I like listen actively, I like furrow my brow when I'm, I'm skeptical of something that's just been said, I open my eyes in amazement, I'll, um, I'll, I'll gesticulate in ways that make it obvious that I'm hearing whatever the speaker's saying. And what I've noticed throughout my whole time in, in formal education is that very few people mm-hmm. do that. Very few people actually are mm-hmm. animated in their responses to a speaker in a formal setting. And I think that that's what I want. Like, I want that kind of like, oh, I'm really hearing what you're saying. And, oh, it's, it's impacting me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly get that. I'm, I am, uh, I nod my head a lot as far as my physical movements. I don't, I don't get my whole body into it or whatever, but I do try to be, or not try. I I am actually physically very invested when I'm listening to people. Mm. Um, the, uh, you know, the, the poem thing is a, is a great example. Um, you know, I read every, uh, one that you send and, you know, I don't, Mm. I'm not always compelled to respond, um, but usually when I feel like I have something uh, interesting to say or to mention or to recall with you, I'll, I'll respond. Um, and if I, I don't, I won't. And I usually, and I'm super reluctant just as a person to do a reply all when it comes to things like that, because mm-hmm. thank um, goodness I <laughs> don't, I don't, uh, I don't like imposing Right. You know, maybe what I think I have to say is like super interesting, but these, you know, people are like busy and like, ah, another, what's this other one? Now I got to read this later, you know, that kind of thing. So right. Right. Um, right. for me, I, I crave, so I was trying to figure out how to say this as you were, as you were articulating, um, you know, wanting kind of the acknowledgement stuff, which, so I, I think this is what I, I crave Oh, did we lose Stephen? Yeah, I'm sure he'll be back in a moment. Probably a cat thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's maybe the cat's like attacking the the equipment or whatever. All right, it's like yeah, thirty five. Oh wow, he I just was, you just oh, reappeared like Whoa, by magic. Okay. You just like you like yeah you like that's that's true you just you were gone poof. and then like poof, <laughs> my cat had jumped into a box and was making right. a lot of noise and he was having a good time i was like oh, i don't want to break up your good time uh, but uh no and usually he sleeps through the he sleeps through the podcast which i hope okay. you audience members do not <laughs> but uh so yeah apologies i, I, I um, sleep be sleeping but yeah mm-hmm. So I, and it, the way you, 
hearing you explain what you're looking for stuff actually helps me, uh, which is kind of the point of the podcast or one of the points of the podcast. So I crave that recognition. Of course I do. Uh, of course I want to uh, receive the praise and recognition of my peers um, and the people that or the people I believe to be my peers. Mm. Um, but what I really want is to say something that's true. Mm. And if push comes to shove, I'm willing to leave the first one behind and hope that other ears and other eyes and other brains will pick it up along mm. the way. Um, and it will resonate with them. Uh, and the, the podcast is an extension mm. of that desire. Okay. Um, it's real time. And which is why, you know, if, if I, um, if I feel like I haven't, uh, if I haven't approached something in the right way, um, why I will try and adjust and recalibrate because, you know, the way I've done this, the, the thing that I've made in the previous week or the thing that I've said in the previous week is not, it's mm. not really true. It's not, it's not going to have any lasting value, even though it's a podcast lasting value. I don't know what lasting value there is in any of that. You know, I don't know the likelihood of that being picked up, but we talk to an archivist every, you know, every other week. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, someone, someone out there is, will, will potentially dig that up mm. at some point. Oh, absolutely. No, absolutely. absolutely. You, you guys, I wanted to point out something that Seth mentioned earlier around um, statistics, I mean, or just numbers in terms of social media and as it relates to American age. Travis, do you remember what, I think you hired somebody for a moment that did our stats and you had some mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so they're um, at our high point um, it's hard to know if these services are aggregating the information, mm -hmm. uh, correctly. Mm -hmm. Um, but at our high point, we had close to 2000 listeners, unique downloads a month. Um, since we've transitioned platforms, um, that's hovered around a mm. thousand. Okay. Um, I sus I suspect the 2000 was an overcount, okay. mm -hmm. um, which, you know, definitely, you know, it's actually really hard to get good information on stuff like that. You know, it's, and so, you know, a thousand people downloading and listening, you know, to me, that's, yeah, significant. that's, huge. <laughs> that's yeah. a giant number. I mean, that's a giant number. That's more people than, um, read many, many, many academic right. monographs, yeah, yeah. many, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> most, <laughs> nearly all. I mean, you know, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's, but at the same time, it's, it's not even like a comet in relation to the sun of some of these right. other podcasts, uh, Joe Rogan, oh, yeah, um, Ben Shapiro, Seth had mentioned, mm -hmm. um, uh, Matt Taibbi has a podcast. I mean, you know, these, the, I mean, these are just, insignificant numbers compared to them. So I, I have a great deal of humility about it. I don't, you know, strut around. I wouldn't make a t-shirt, <laughs> you know, a thousand <laughs> listeners or something like that. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, that, that, it, it, that, it, I think that answers so, your question. Um, I want to just jump in and say, someone sent me this uh, PDF of an art, uh, of an article that was just published in the journal of curatorial studies volume 10, number two. Mm -hmm. It's written by someone named Andrew McClellan at Tufts University. And I want to say that Andrew McClellan also, my, well, there's, a, there's someone who uh, edited a, a very important um, anthology of uh, uh, essays around um, museums. And, but I don't know if it's the same McClellan. Anyway, the name of the title of the piece is the article is De Decolonizing the Colony Challenges to Systemic Change in the American Art Museum. And this is mm -hmm. only important to this conversation at this moment because at the very end, bless him, he, he quotes me. He says, uh, and this is why it was sent to me. He says, and it's just, it's just a, at like, at the, like, I think it is a, the second to last sentence, as the critic Seth Rodney 2020 puts it, profound social recalibration is not a sprint, but a marathon. 
And then he says, rewriting history and curatorial horizons is slow work in institutions that depends on elite patronage and collections of rare and costly works of art. So I was like, oh, shit, somebody actually heard what I said. <laughs> like somebody actually read what I wrote and it made a difference to them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you keep track of that kind of thing? Uh, I think I keep uh, an internal scroll of that um, oh, okay. with those instances. Like, it, I, you know, just the kind of periodic reminders that I'm not just spinning my wheels. Like, I'm not just shouting to myself. Wind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would advise you to make it external. Copy mm. that stuff, put it in a folder somewhere. Mm. Just, yeah. Because internal, might mm. you might miss it later. And, and, and mm -hmm. occasionally, like, to maybe go, go mm. back and track yourself. You know, mm. about how you're, mm -hmm. how it lands. How it might land mm -hmm. in the world, this kind of thing, that this thing you're doing. Yeah. So, mm. archivist. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and as a... As a reminder to, you know, I, you know, when things maybe you're feeling less than cheery about your work or things mm -hmm. that you've done, you know, just having an accumulation of the times that you've encountered your work in someone else's mm -hmm. production in a meaningful way is probably, I would imagine, yeah. you know, a help in that, in that instance. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good idea. I'll be friends with you for a while, so um, I'll remind you again <laughs> if I need to. <laughs> the um, I want to mention very brief. Oh, so uh, I'm good. No, 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 no. Jump in, Stephen. I want to no. say that Seth, you sent in the poem a poem poem a day. Yeah, poem a day. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Yeah, poem a day. Yeah, that you sent me um, Yesenia Montilla's maps. Mm -hmm. And you really like the line, um, what is the map but a delusion of safety? And I drafted mm -hmm. an entire short, uh, what do you call it, uh, chat book around this idea. And I've mm. been, I've reached out to her directly, one, to tell her that, or ask her, could I use it as a title? Mm. Because I found mm. it so useful. And so mm. I like it when I'm able to use not, not necessarily use, because use means inspired. It doesn't mean I have to have any utility in terms of writing or whatever. But <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> mm. But what is a map but a but the delusion of safety? Mm. And so, yeah, I just want I never told you that, but thank you for that. I'm not sure if I mm -hmm. would do anything with that particular chapbook, but I needed to push. I think I was working with boundaries. And that mm -hmm. poem came at the right time. So thank you. Mm, yeah, that is mm -hmm. a great line. Yeah. Wow. I heard you. Yeah. And I heard her. She, is yeah, you seen you. Yeah. She's mm -hmm. awesome. Just a great writer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that one actually stuck out for me too when I read it. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, what I was going to say is um, all of, you know, all of those kind of explanations piled together still add up to the fact that, um, you know, there probably is work to be done around, um, promoting the podcast. Um, and honestly, partly for me, uh, because I want, um, other people that are, are currently unsure about this moment in history and some of the decisions that are being made around them to know that there is, and I know we have disagreements around this, but me, you know, sort of my, my sort of flag in the ground, um, my stake in the ground is that I want other people to know that they are not crazy to be um, worried about the turn in society or in, in several societies around the world, that it's something that it's a concern that I share with them. And, and that you can talk to other people about that concern and you can, you know, sort of, you can articulate yourself and make yourself heard, um, to people who don't necessarily agree with you. Um, and that, you know, it's not, 
it doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. It doesn't make you, you know, a Trump supporter. It doesn't make you a right wing nut job um, to be concerned about this moment in history. And so that that part of the podcast, even though we don't talk about that all the time, um, mm. I make my position on that very clear. And I th- I think that that for me has a greater sense of urgency than um, than. Uh, I felt previously for things with the podcast, even though it doesn't change my affection or love for the podcast um, in in either direction. Mm -hmm. Do you think, Travis, that it makes a difference when you talk about people who have, let's just say it's like I have an unconventional view of of an event or a set of politics or a set of policies, whether they're governmental Mm -hmm. or not, right? If they have an unconventional view, uh, do you think it makes a difference to an unconventional view that is basically in opposition to a uh, um, uh, generally had held view? Do you think it makes a difference how they present that view, like the sort of rhetoric they couch it in, and the sort of vehemence or, or lack thereof that they approach um, publicly talking about this? Um, issue. Do you think it makes a difference in terms of how they're heard? Like, like if someone comes off as like an Alex Jones, right? Kind of frothing at the mouth. Does mm-hmm. it make a difference to the people who don't agree with Alex Jones? Uh, if, if he were to be sort of more thoughtful and careful in his approach, or do you think that it it just doesn't matter? Like it, it's the, it's the unconventionality or the or the or the um, the way that the view differs from the generally held consensus that makes it unpalatable. I think um, I think it depends on what we're talking about. Um, mm. I think okay. different things. Yeah, I mean, I would go back to you know, kind of classical rhetoric that different. Uh, rhetorical strategies are going to appeal to different people mm-hmm. and we have different dispositions to hear these things uh, and process them and uh, I would say that it is definitely a, anytime you step outside of polite society whatever polite society is right because polite society means something very different in Christian circles evangelical circles than it means in wall street circles. So Mm -hmm. polite society meaning is a shorthand for me to talk about the center of the people producing culture, right? Even though culture is produced all around and, you know, kind of the officially sanctioned part of that, you know, the, the, the center of polite society. Um, it's, it's not, um, enough to appeal to those people only, you have to appeal to the people at the periphery and on the edges who are already outside of polite society. So someone like an Alex, I, I wouldn't, so Alex Jones, honestly, I don't know much about him other than the thing that I know most about Alex Jones, uh, is, um, the, his Sandy hook thing. And so Mm -hmm. I think for me, that kind of disqualifies him as a human being. Um, and, uh, semesters I taught, as a, as a human being, as what I would understand, mm. as what I mm. would understand to be a, a oh, decent wow. human being, I, I know that the connection is bad. So it's, I, know, I know it's hard to um, to hear me because I'm in Yosemite, and the internet here isn't, isn't great. But uh, yeah, so I think I, I think Alex Jones' position on Sandy Hook, in particular, mm. Um, mm-hmm. disgusted me, mm. and he was it, it was one of the last uh, semesters that I taught. Um, actually it was at a community college, um, and teaching a rhetoric class actually, um, Mm. and talked about Alex Jones and his rhetorical strategies and, um, talked about, uh, you know, Sandy Hook and what it must've been like to be those parents waiting outside that school to find out if your kid, uh, had just been murdered and Mm. how in that moment kind of the, the internal contradiction and the doubleness of being human is most present, which is that you are entirely alone together in the enormity of your own grief. 
Mm. right? Of course, everything about that moment is horrible and overwhelming and the thought of losing your child in that way. Mm. And yet here you are with all these other people huddled in the parking lot, fearing the same thing. Um, and so the fact that Alex Jones would cast uh, doubt on that and would cause pain to those families after that, to me, sort of disqualifies him as someone that I would ever consider for anything other than as an object of ridicule and scrutiny. Mm. I do not feel the same shorthand for a lot of the people that I previously would have. So mm. I, I think that the ways to get back to your question, Steph, and I apologize for, for taking it a little sideways. Uh, I think you need both. I, I think, um, I think presentation matters to some people and then I think just taking the piss out of someone sometimes matters. And then I think sometimes lampooning someone matters. And I think sometimes making fun of someone matters. And I think sometimes um, a long reasoned treaty, treaties matters. Um, and I think all of those are viable weapons when you are trying to, when you're standing up for uh, what you think is right. You see, my, my issue, Stephen, sorry if, I, if I'm, taking up a not little good. bit too much um no not at all airspace the, the, my my question and i and i i constantly wrestled with this my entire intellectual life just how to gauge where that boundary is to like mm. figure out mm. how much i need to be brave in this moment any given moment and say what I actually think is happening, right? Like say that this artwork that everybody else is standing up and cheering and clapping for mm -hmm. is actually mm -hmm. really bad. Mm -hmm. How do I gauge whether I'm crazy or not? Well, I've just like missed it. Like I'm just like, just off on my own path and no one's going to follow me or I'm being brave and I'm being the intrepid explorer and I'm actually beating a path which people may not follow immediately but eventually will go down and 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 upon discovering that path years later people will mm -hmm. appreciate the fact that I did that that I actually stood up and said that I can't tell sometimes like I honestly can't tell okay like mm. sometimes like because okay. I mean it's, I think it's relatively easy to say with someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene oh she's in some very clear ways like not rational like she's not she does not make sense right sure mm-hmm Sure. But if you're Marjorie Taylor Greene and you have these deeply held convictions, you wake up every day like rah rah rah, I'm going to like I'm going to stick it to these these people over here who are obviously in the wrong. You know what I mean? Like I don't like how do you mm -hmm. know? I feel like so when you say sometimes, you know, you you're wrestling with this question, is one impulse bit, um, more throbbing louder than the other and what would that impulse be? So do you know, so is it bravery or is it um, contrarianism? Is it just, mm -hmm. uh, I'm just tired of this particular kind of artist doing this kind of work? Like, mm -hmm. one of the, I bring that up because there's a way that I kind of, and it's not always 100%, I measure my response to the thing is, what's my attitude today? <laughs> How am I feeling mm. about the world? Does anybody mm. get justice? Does any, mm. you know, these kinds mm. of things where I know I just need to turn off the phone and watch something on YouTube that makes me laugh because I'm not, I don't feel mm. generous. I don't mm. feel open. I don't feel like I can mm. look at this and be a fair agent in this moment. I definitely feel mm. compromised by my own moment. And then there have been times when I've just decided to, as I've said before, run off the cliff and hope that there's water at the <laughs> bottom because I'm just like, yeah. I don't yeah. like this and I'm going to say it out loud and I will walk out of here under a hail of booze, but I don't care <laughs> because I'm like, I said what I said. Look at y'all. Mm -hmm. I already mm -hmm. know that you know that that's a, you don't believe that either, but you've decided mm -hmm. to side with that. So there are moments right. when it's, 
You know, mm-hmm. it's it, I won't say it's a crapshoot, but I definitely feel more intense about something that I can't hold my tongue about. That I feel like, oh, no, I can't. I have to say something. I have to, you know, I'm my head's going to explode. You know, mm-hmm. and I felt that way a lot at uh, meetings at the library. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Capitalism, mm-hmm. capitalism invades nonprofits by saying, just look busy. <laughs> well, let's find you something to do. Let's, you know, something I'm like going, well, you know, what, what, you know, and then you notice that like that, that the creeping up of the facade of looking busy versus just not having anything to do. And that somehow that's the idle hands. I find it really like I hate that kind of shit. I yeah, it. that's crazy making. Yeah, that yeah. I, I I haven't had to deal yeah. with that in a long time. But when I did, when in my when I was very young, <laughs> I oh that was just oh that's awful. Yeah, yeah, word. Yeah, I yeah. So I I would just say yes to everything that you just said, uh, Stephen. In in response to Seth, it's you know there for me it's not strategic it's it's just not it's just it's in my gut like i there are times when something bothers me enough that i can't not say something even if it's best that i don't and even if it makes shit worse that i don't and Mm. i mean that uh, personally professionally like it's certainly fucked up plenty of opportunities for me um and it's not like some, you know, it, it's not some carefully contemplated position I'm mm. taking. It's constitutional. It's just, I actually just, uh, it, it's, it is in me the thing that I am often critical of, which is the adolescent impulse. Like, I just, I'm not, I'm not going to not say something. Like, it just, I, I get it. I understand um, this make may make the situation worse, and I would be a poor diplomat. But but it's just, uh, uh. it's how I feel about it. And there are there are lots of times that I don't feel that strongly about something, and then don't say anything, even though I think otherwise. You know, there are plenty of times that I'm able to hold uh-huh. my tongue. But but if it's if it's urgent and if it's urgent enough, um, I just um, it's not really the way I'm. I'm so Craig Ferguson had this trio of uh of questions that he would ask himself before he he said mm. he said he'd step into something that was potentially controversial or difficult or um mm-hmm. right, would would get him into hot water um you know Craig Ferguson was that uh uh late night talk show host on CBS I'm um, the very, the mm-hmm, very flirty, mm-hmm. the very flirty one. I always liked him. I thought he was the funniest. Anyway, he me said, "Me too." I think he's pretty awesome. Yeah, he's very uh, by a mile. Yeah. By a, by a mile, yeah. he was the funniest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah intelligent, sure. yeah. funny, yeah. engaging. Yes. Yeah, he has a lot yes. of qualities. I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Better than all the rest of them. Yeah. And he, the questions were: Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said now? Does this need to be said now by me? And I think about that often. I think about that. And I think, yeah, but I I think that I I would say that most of what I write probably answers all those three, all three questions affirmatively, but not everything. Like sometimes I feel like, like it Mm. needs to be said and it needs to be said now, but it doesn't necessarily need to be said now by me, but I look around and I'm like, Okay, I guess I guess I'm gonna go alone because I don't see okay. no that you motherfuckers saying anything, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. No, I like it when Travis takes us back in history and says, "Well, the Aztecs were doing this," and da, 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 da. but I'll say this related to what you just said, and I think of the um, I think of the lottery by Shirley mm-hmm. Jackson. Is that her name? Not mm-hmm. Shirley Jackson. I could be wrong, but the lottery mm-hmm. is the most famous. Not Shirley Jackson, but I. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. What you're yeah, about. yeah. I think it's the most famous short story around ever. You know, we all had mm-hmm. to read it, and mm-hmm. you know, someone's going to get stoned, but who's going to stop mm-hmm. that stoning? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think of the person who might be brave enough to run in front and try to stop the stones, or mm-hmm. the person who just doesn't let that person who's going to get stoned be stoned. Um, mm. And I think of those as sometimes that person being stoned is an idea. 
And I think sometimes people like will pummel an idea and I'm like, but you didn't even get it. Can you let this idea breathe for a second? Let this idea be before you guys mm. jump on it. Like, I still don't believe there's such a mm-hmm. thing as cancel culture because basically everyone who's been canceled has come back in some manner, shape, or form. Mm. Not everyone, but quite a few people. <laughs> we should, but th- that's we another. Should, we should do a podcast yes. on that. I do think that there's. Yes. I mean, I, I have but, you're, but I think that the rebirth is part of part of cancel culture. I think you're absolutely right. I do, but I do think the return <laughs> that 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 sort of that that the creation of pain and the release of pain is is very much mm-hmm. you know kind of a catholic confessional op, you know sort of operating uh-huh. at that level on on the cultural level but i do agree they they do they come back but that's part of the whole thing is the redemption <laughs> well, I, is part I, of the story oh i would i would slightly disagree i mean harvey weinstein hasn't come back well, that's what I mean. Not Rankin's everybody. Or, right? not is, everybody. Or is he not in prison? I guess he got, I guess it was, I mean. I don't know if he's he in prison, the law. I mean, you don't get to come back if you break the law. No, I actually don't think he is. You're right. No, I think, I think, uh, I don't think he is. But, um, but I mean, I do think that there are things that are probably so odious that, that I would say is not really part of what people mean when they say cancel culture though. Yeah, that's um, fair enough. That's fair. I think yeah. that. Yes. Well said. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just that. So. And then, so anyway, it's it's. And I'll say this, and I want to go back to something that trusted. I think the notion of cancel culture is a a very hilarious but sad look at people ex- um, thinking they have power where there may mm-hmm. not be any. Mm-hmm. So, sure. do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I it's like right. it's yeah. it's. It, I, I can phrase it better when we talk about it later. But so, if I was going to say this about your um. Choosing the right path, son. Choosing the right path, hero's journey. Um, mm-hmm. Regarding your um, <laughs> criticism, and I am a big fan of the contrarian. Mm. I don't need him or her or them to be mean, but I want mm. to hear some other way of of seeing something. And my mm. spidey sense goes off when everybody, all, the cattle is running one way about how amazing mm-hmm. someone is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a singer named Lizzo who I think has a good mm-hmm. voice, but I think that she mm-hmm. performs a kind of way that I don't really care for. <laughs> and there were friends of mine like, you don't like her? And I'm like, mm-hmm. on. Oh, and then I like, I'll dig in. I'm like, yeah, I hate her. But I don't really hate her. I just want to get a rise out of somebody. <laughs> like, she seems perfectly nice to me. She plays the flute and sings. Um, but I go, when people are running, nice. running, 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 and it's being stuffed down my throat by, um, by, um, Capitalism in terms of promotion, promotion, promotion. I'm like, why do you want me to like her? What's the mm-hmm. point of this? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, sales. I guess at the end of the day, it's just sales. But yeah, I I am very much a uh, stop selling me shit. Let me decide on my own time when to like this or like this. But if you ask me now, I'm going to say no. So I had, and maybe we should do a podcast. So, so far today we've said we should do a podcast on cancel culture. And we should, I think we should also do a podcast. I brought this up before about body image issues. Like, um, what, 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 awesome. what yeah, yeah, what, 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 yeah. what, what, what all this stuff around Lizzo means. Cause I've had a conversation with my friend who, um, Stephen, you know, Ayana Evans. And Yana yeah. and I were hanging out uh, one night with uh, another artist, Dom. Um, um, I can't remember her last name now. Who's and she's at Yale now. Anyway, so Lizzo came up, and I was like, "Oh yeah, well, I don't really have an opinion on Lizzo." And Yana was like, "No, that's not true. You do have an opinion. You must have seen something that she's done." I'm like, <laughs> Say "I <it>, haven't." <laughs> I, I was it. like, "I haven't. Like, I don't have an opinion about it." Well, you were, you should because you know, black women oh. loud and proud. La la la. Um, oh, and I was like, different. Sorry, Yana. <laughs> And she was, she got mad at me because I wouldn't take <laughs> up a position in support of Lizzo. And I, and I was like, mm. clearly this is not, this has very little to do with Lizzo and it has everything to do with like you. So I backed down okay. and I was like, okay, whatever, you know, I, I don't, I don't have anything bad to say about Lizzo. But there's a way in which Lizzo becomes a sign for the acceptance for larger, how do you, what's the, what's the cute way to say this? Um, larger black women? 
Kelepidges. Or have you said no, Kelepidges? Nobody, Kelepidges. nobody would say Kelepidges. that, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know what it is. What the fuck? <laughs> so just think of uh, the the way that I always remember with this is uh, think of, you know, the the little figurine, the Venus yes, of Wallendorf. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, the little yeah, prehistoric yeah, yeah. figurine. Uh, she, that is a very Calipigeous yeah, yeah. woman. Uh, yeah, the Venus but, of all yeah nobody's so. going to know Calipigeous? That is. So is that I'm, Italian? I'm going to say. Look, what? Anyway. <laughs> I like the word because now I'm going to act like I'm being smart and I'll use it today if I remember to. <laughs> it's pretty Calipigeous. Latin. <laughs> um, you know, for larger, you know, BBW women, um, mm-hmm. or BBW, because that's women is in there um that's an issue that it, it it's it's as if saying if i were to say yeah i don't really care for this or i don't care for what she sings i don't i just i'm not interested don't have a problem with her weight don't have a problem right. with her being like hyper visible don't have a problem with her like being hyper visible in our culture and having mm-hmm. fun just not interested right. and ooh, mm-hmm. boy I, I i bet if i say that shit out loud on facebook I will have, have a hundred comments to deal with. Now, what bothers? Yeah, so that would fall under the doesn't right. need to be said by you. Exactly. 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 Needs to be said. Yes. Probably needs to be said now. <laughs> yeah. And then, so, but this the idea that one needs to have an opinion about something mm. is. It's like, can you give mm. me an? I mean, I'll get snotty and I'll go have an opinion about poverty. You know, have an opinion about world issues. Mm. Whether or not someone's a pop star and I like them or not, fuck Mm. you. Mm. And I mean that fuck (laughs) you so strong because I feel like Mm. our voting rights are being stripped away. Right. (laughs) Here and there. And we're worried about whether or not I, and I realize that culture feeds into policy. Absolutely. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. directly, indirectly, Mm -hmm. I get it. But mm. but you to throw yourself down on the ground because of that, and you're not throwing yourself down on the ground because of other things. I am snotty. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agree. Sorry. Agreed. So so I actually would like to continue the conversation, but I so room service is now knocked on our door, and uh, or not room service, uh, the, <laughs> the cleaning service is now knocked on the door, and my uh, not that the podcast listeners care about this, but both my son and my dad have now called like three times, so I, th- I think everyone is waiting for me to, <laughs> to to wrap up and get moving. So that's okay. <laughs> so this, this is a good place to do so. Yeah, podcast yeah, listeners. So. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those um, of you are listening. Hey, so uh, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a reminder that uh, next week's notes will again be about our reflections on this conversation. So, um, yeah. and that that's the format going forward. So, uh, as always, it's wonderful to talk with you both and see you both. I mean, kind of pixelated because my reception here is bad, but still good to see you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You too, oh, Thanks a lot. You too, thank, Steven. And thank you guys, but thank you, thank you, audience, yeah. for indulging us in this conversation about what we think you're doing <laughs> yeah. and why you're here. So <laughs> be well. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.